yo 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 what's good what's good addicts gang today you have joel and welcome back in to the second episode week two of the nfl bets and DraftKings show um coming off a great week one just um really remind you how much how good football is um such a great time getting up at three o'clock Australia time in the morning, getting the week off started, you know, in the most tired way. But gee, I wouldn't have it any other way. I reckon they should start it earlier. Get it going at two a.m. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't need sleep when it comes to red zone. It should stay like this forever. I hate when the time zones change. Um, first of all, I've got to plug the socials. Got to do that uh, last week. Uh, follow the podcast at the fantasy addicts on instagram and at the fb addicts on twitter there you'll find out the uh you know the great stuff that um frank is putting out as well as andrew uh andy at the fb addicts on twitter um gets out some great stuff does andrew well worth a follow um i'm sure you do if you already are listening to this um yeah, we'll get straight into it. Um, the week one team. Um, not, I don't think I played poorly, but there was just some mistakes that I made in key spots that I really could have got away from. Um, and it turned, you know, a lineup that did have a lot of potential um, into not profiting on the week did you know win around about 30 percent of our head-to-heads and double ups um you know obviously not enough to get there on week one um yeah but we can build on that for week two um obviously if you're listening last week you know we were in on um Jalen Hurts at quarterback um you know we were happy with Jalen Hurts' output um could have been a way bigger day um, if the Eagles, you know, didn't have those three running backs all get into the end zone at some stage of the game. Uh, I believe I had a pick six as well from memory. Um, yeah, and Jalen Hurts, despite scoring a lot, um, you know, if we get one more, a passing touchdown or get the 300-yard passing bonus or the 100-yard rushing bonus on the ground, we get a huge day for Jalen Hurts. Um, we were also in on Jonathan Taylor, who was excellent. Uh, 160 yards rushing, um, 30 plus attempts. Um, yeah, great. Nothing wrong with JT. He's the man. Um, we did play Christian McCaffrey, who, despite scoring the touchdown, was not worth what we paid. Um, and if we had a tear down slightly to a Joe Mixon type or a, even a Saquon Barkley type. I don't think I ever would have got there on Saquon. But, um, you know, week one healthy, you know, there was potential there. Um, at receiver, we did join the Michael Pittman party and boy, was it a great party. Um, he's just good. Um, don't know what it is, but he's not, you know, he's not one of those guys. He's not flashy, but against the Texans, um, yeah, it was must play for mine, even though I already had Jonathan Taylor in the lineup. I was happy to have the 
two Colts stack and yeah, just seems like they're going to be doing a lot for that Colts offense throughout the year. They don't really have much at wide receiver two uh, or tight end. So that offense is going to, you know, funnel pretty heavily through those two moving forward. Um, We also joined, which probably was a mistake, the Marquise Hollywood Brown crew. Um, Even though he was the clear one, um, I don't think he's that good. So, um, you know, he did get there with the touchdown late, I suppose, but the Cardinals just got waxed by the Chiefs. Um, And, yeah, uh, you know, it is what it is. It just wasn't great. Um, And because we spent up so heavily at the two running back positions and we did probably overpay for Hollywood Brown, um, this is where the lineup turns to dirt. Um, We played Wandale Robinson. Um, I guess, you know, he did hurt his knee, um, yeah, and was absent in the second half. But, um, you know, it just felt like a mistake as soon as I trotted out a New York football giant not named Saquon Barkley because, um, you know, they just wanted to run the ball a lot with Saquon, which is fair enough. Why wouldn't you? Um, he was awesome. And Wandale, you know, he had the one catch, um, I really, really regret not getting up to Jahan Dotson. Uh, he was only $400 more at $3,400. Um, and I know hindsight is fantastic, but, um, you know, he'd been seeing all the preseason usage with um, Carson Wentz. So it was probably, you know, even though I couldn't, you know, who's going to guess he scores two touchdowns? the actual target volume was a lot safer. And for the only $400 more, we probably could have, you know, could have got there maybe by, you know, tearing down at one of those Marquise Brown or Christian McCaffrey spots uh, and getting up to like a viable option who, you know, doesn't leave you with next to nothing uh, in your lineup. It just doesn't help. Uh, And then in at tight end, I actually, Got there on tight end, which was gross because every other tight end I could have played would have shat the bed. But we did play Gerald Everett. Um, Wasn't looking good there for a while, but he did get the touchdown. And looks like he is going to be a good option in this Chargers passing attack, Um, especially with Keenan Allen not being at 100% at the moment. Um, He looks to be the TE1 with the news of Donald Parham being out. Um, I was happy to play Everett with an elite quarterback um, in a plus matchup against the Raiders. Uh, and, you know, the last mistake that we had was Damian Pierce. Uh, he sucked me in, um, which was annoying because he actually had the game script go to perfection. Um, the Texans obviously led the large majority of that game. Um, but, yeah, Damian Pierce just... Obviously, we I didn't think he was going to get any passing volume, but I did think he, you know, might catch a couple of passes and would be the base back for the Texans. Um, did think it would be all Damian Pierce with just Rex Burkhead spelling on third downs, but that was not the case. Rex Burkhead was splitting as the base back and did get all the um, third down work as well. Um, I'm not, you know, in on Rex Burkhead moving forward, but, you know, 
um, one of those things where I won't be um, playing Damian Pierce in, you know, what probably was a negative matchup. Um, yeah, again, in cash teams. And obviously defense, I was playing the Bears before I realized that game was in a friggin' monsoon. Um, so, yeah, that actually worked out quite well. Um, a lot of people did get there on the Steelers defense, which, um, you know, good on them. Um, they've obviously done really well, got the multiple, multiple turnovers. There was a lot of defenses that did hit this week. Uh, Miami was popular. Uh, I know the Bears were popular. Um, so, yeah, defense was, you know, not a miss. Um, but, yeah, that was the week one team. A um, couple of mistakes let us down, um, especially at Flex and Wondell Robinson at wide receiver three. Um, you know, maybe by tearing down at a couple of spots, we improve that team and do get up to a more profitable week one. Um, in regards to the bets, um, shout out me uh, and not shout out me. Um, we were in on the Jets just being awful with Joe Flacco um, and laying less than a touchdown uh, against the Ravens. I thought the Ravens were in a great spot there. Um, but did think that Russell Wilson would be able to get there um, against the Seahawks in that revenge spot. Um, just a weird, weird game. Obviously, the coaching at the end of the game didn't really impact the bet at all. Um you know, Seattle were obviously going to kick the field goal regardless. So the bet of uh, uh, minus five and a half or six wouldn't have got there. But um, yeah, disappointing on Monday night. But, you know, we move on. Um, do want to quickly review, I am recording this um, post Chargers versus Chiefs. Um, great game. Um, Chargers did lead the vast majority of that. Um Thanks a lot to Mike Williams. Uh, he was fantastic um, after a disappointing week one. Um, yeah, and then they they had that drive um, in the third quarter, which, um, you know, they had good field position, um, were able to drive the ball all right down to the two or three yard line and Justin Herbert threw that pass to Gerald Everett. Um, whether Herbert threw it, not the right way or Everett ran the wrong way. Um, people seem to think Everett went the wrong way. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs' DB took that back to the house, 99, 100 yards. And uh, ever since that turning point of the game, um, the Chiefs had the lead. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't feel like the Chargers were ever going to get there. Um, Justin Herbert did get banged up towards the end of that game, um, which was, you know, not good to see. There was that awkward... Uh, play on third down where he could easily scrambled and picked up the one or two yards and just refused to run and just chucked it away like looked awkward as um so hopefully justin herbert's okay um you know we love justin herbert um great quarterback great guy i'm sure um so hopefully he's doing okay um yeah obviously chiefs get the win big game um those riding off the chiefs um but pro people probably weren't um, riding off the Chiefs is just one of those narratives that, you know, mainstream media gets. And it's one of those ones where they're just wrong. Um, people love the Chiefs. People know Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to be fine. Uh, and I think the Chargers will be fine too. Um, you know, they're going to be in the playoff race. Um, although they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but, you know, they may be a wild card team. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't want to 
win your division and have to play Justin Herbert in that defense in the first week of the playoffs. Um, leading in to our week two DraftKings lineups, interesting little slate we have going on. Um, there is, you know, not there is stars on the slate. Obviously, you have um, JT, CMC, um, running back. Um, you still have Adams and Cooper Cup this week at wide receiver. No Justin Jefferson, who was absolutely dominant um, in week one. He is the man. Um, and no Travis Kelsey at tight end, which sort of opens the board up um, a little bit. The quarterback position um, for week two is definitely not as straightforward as it was in week one. Um, in week one, you could have easily got there by playing, you know, the most popular picks um, or either Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or even Lamar did have the three passing touchdowns, which would have, you know, got you there despite his lack of rushing. Um, yeah, this week, not definitely not as clear cut. Um, the three people that would be in my sort of player pool that I would be looking to play might actually get that number up to four as I sort of discuss them. Um, Kyler Murray is the most expensive quarterback on the slate. Um, obviously, he was disappointing in week one, but I think you get a much more positive matchup against the Raiders. Um, the problem with Kyler Murray is just that supporting cast. Um, they're just not that good. Um, so he is gonna you're gonna have to re- get there on the ground would be how you get there at the 7500. Uh, I think you will you know in a positive game environment and um, he definitely you know with that high rushing upside is somewhere that I could definitely get to. Um, next on the list is Russell Wilson at 7200 against the Texans um, Denver's home opener. Um, the own like obviously great matchup, great spot. The only thing I can see happening is maybe a bit of the Jalen Hurts last week, where um, you know, the end of the game, Houston behind possibly multiple scores. Obviously, this game is a ten point spread. Um, you know, do they just go super super conservative with that running back duo? Um, scares me a touch um the same applies to matt stafford who i can also possibly get to in maybe a high scoring game um in the rams playing the falcons the falcons offense did look good in week one um obviously cpat looked good um drizzy drake london he looked fantastic um in his first game um but yeah you have that also that you know scary part of the back of your head where if the Rams go up big early, maybe um, maybe they just ground and pound with um, the Hendo, not um, Cam Akers. Cam Akers, not the guy. Um, and for a cheaper option, I am willing to forgive Trey Lance. Um, others might not be. Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, that game in the monsoon was disgusting for everyone involved. Um, Maybe his rushing upside can shine through in the San Fran home opener. Um, against Seattle, I think the game will be, you know, much more friendly to Trey Lance. Um, you know, if, if he just gets, you know, one passing touchdown 
um, couple of hundred yards through the air, um, can get, you know, your 50, 60 yards on the ground. If he gets to that 20 sort of fancy points, he gets you there at the 5,700. And with what that little saving opens up in the rest of the lineup, uh, I am willing to, you know, give Trey Lance another shot in my cash teams purely based at the price of 5,700. I can't get there on many of the other quarterbacks just in negative game scripts, uh, negative game environments. Um, maybe Derek Carr. I didn't mention Derek Carr, actually. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, obviously the opposite side of that game, Kyler Murray. No rushing upside, which does scare me a little bit, but I suppose that goes the same with Stafford and to Russell Wilson. Um to an extent so no clear-cut quarterbacks I wouldn't shock me if you get to any of those five players um yeah don't think I think Joe Burrow may not have to do as much work against Dallas um Tom big Tom Brady's never really played New Orleans that well since they got to Tampa um yeah I can't imagine myself playing Carson Wentz despite an awesome week one that just scares me um Yes, that's the quarterback position. Interesting little slate um, there with the quarterbacks. But moving on to running back. Um, I love Nick Chubb this week against the Jets at the Browns home opener. Um, I think he'll get the 100-yard bonus on the ground. I think he'll find the end zone. Um, And at 7,100, give me Nick Chubb. Um, Obviously, he's awesome. Um, Doesn't catch passes, but doesn't really scare me against the Jets. Um, the Jets just don't have the firepower to threaten to turn the game um, in a situation where Nick Chubb doesn't see 20 carries on the ground. Um, and with 20 carries, Nick Chubb is going to score fantasy points. Um, yeah, love him this week. Obviously, if you wanted to play just Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey, I'm not going to say no. Um Seeing CMC is not the most expensive player still just feels a little weird, but um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get there on Christian McCaffrey. Um, there are a few running backs down the board that do interest me. Um, the first of which being my name is Jeff Wilson. Um, obviously, um, the 49ers have an opening at running back and he is the clear backup. Um for the four seat for the next five or six weeks, while Elijah Mitchell um, is out with the injury, um, they do have TDP um, Tyrion Davis Price, everyone's um, sort of sleeper running back um, in the off season. Um, he was a healthy scratch, I believe, week one, so um, he could see some. He could see a lot more work um, and eat into Jeff Wilson's workload. There is the possibility for that, although, you know, every time a Shanahan um, RB1 seems to go down, Jeff Wilson just always seems to come in and do the job. So I think Jeff Wilson will be safe enough to get to as, you know, a play this week. Um, Whether or not I get him in, I may have to, just because he is at um, 5,100, might be the move. Um. And the last one is D. Hendo at 5,700 for the Rams. Um, in week one, he got, uh, he outsnapped or outcarried, sorry, um, Cam Akers 18 to 3. Um, and 
despite not looking good, just the, the volume was excellent. He actually caught five passes as well. Um, I think he will be, he was in the red zone, obviously in the, obviously in the middle mill amount of times the Rams actually got to the red zone against the Bills. But I think the Rams, you know, are going to look to bounce back and bounce back strongly um, against the Falcons at home. And Defendo, if he's going to see a lot of the volume, will be um, will be an excellent play. So, um, obviously, I'm, you know, missing a lot of – I'm missing the two Broncos running backs. I think the workload potentially just – they just eat into each other enough to make me hesitant to play – Javante Williams, um, and I know he had 11 catches or whatever ridiculous amount it was, but I just – it just scares me. And he obviously did have the fumble at the goal line, um, whether or not Russell Wilson, you know, can get them up early and then Javante Williams doesn't have to do anything or, um, you know, at 6,500, I can get there maybe, but it just scares me a little. DeAndre Swift a little bit banged up throughout the week. Um, you know, in a, not a bad game environment um, against the Commanders. Um, I don't hate that one. And Joe Mixon um, is obviously going to be playing Dallas without Dak, without Dak Prescott and Tyron Smith. So he's obviously in line for a lot of work um, and is definitely in, in play um, in cash this week. Um, at wide receiver, um, Devontae Adams had 17 targets last week. Um, <laughs> unreal um, in his first um, game with Derek Carr. And they just might be like the bestest of best friends. Um, if he's going to target Devontae Adams 17 times um, in any game, he's going to go off. If he's going to get anything close to 10 targets, um especially against an Arizona Cardinals defense that just looks awful. Um, he's definitely in play at 8,600. Um, how can you not mention Cooper Cup whenever you you know talk about fantasy? He's just the man. Um, not sure whether I get there at 9,900, obviously the most expensive on the slate, but he's so good. He could just, he could break your heart if you don't play him. Um, scary but I don't know if I will get there or not um Jamar Chase at 8,000 may not have to do too much work against Dallas um then you sort of get to these middling wide receivers at around the 6,600 which I don't envision myself playing any of them um I'd much rather drop a tier down to the $5,000 range and maybe get there on one of those like one of the good wide receivers that either had a down week one or had a great week one that maybe, you know, like a DJ Moore had a rough week one who at the Giants, you know, the Giants aren't great. Um, I might get there on DJ Moore. Christian Kirk um, obviously has a bit of a tougher matchup against the Colts, but he had um, an absolute he, – Trevor Lawrence seems to just love Christian Kirk. Uh, he had 12 targets in week one. Um obviously got the 100 yards. I think he, from watching red zone, had a lot of targets um, around the red zone too, which didn't pay off. But, you know, um, if he's going to keep seeing that volume, he's indefinitely in play going forward, especially this week at 5,700. Um, and Jerry Judy is sort of another one in that range where 
a little bit cheaper than Cortland Sutton, and I don't think there's anything in it. Um, again, the Michael mentioned with Russell Wilson, maybe they just go super conservative if they get up early and if Jerry Judy's not the one to get them there. Um, it could backfire a little bit. Um, one punt played at a cheaper price this week that I am going to get to is Curtis Samuel uh, at 4,600. I think he's just a great value this week. Um, Ron Rivera heavily involved him in the offense in week one. Uh, he had 11 targets, um, had a touchdown, also got some carries. I know he did fumble um, in the game. Everyone almost lost their mind thinking it was Gibson. Um, but if he's going to be that heavily featured in the offense, um, we saw in week one that Detroit's defense is awful. Um, and, yeah, I'm happy to get there on Curtis Samuel. I think that Washington and Detroit game um, really has the potential to be super high scoring. Um, both defenses don't look great. And at 4,600, um, you know, he opens up a lot of um, lot of options um, at other positions. So I think I will definitely get there on Curtis Samuel. Um, moving on to tight end, um, Kyle Pitts, like, I'm not a huge Kyle Pitts guy, but he seems underpriced at the $5,400 mark. Um, obviously, he's, you know, fourth on the board. Theoretically, Atlanta probably do get behind and... Um, Marcus Mariota is forced to throw the ball more than they did in week one where they, you know, had the lead against the Saints most of the game. Um, I'm just not sure I trust Kyle Pitts. Um, That's the problem. I know he's, you know, obviously fantastic, great player, great prospect, 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, It just scares me a smidge. They just don't seem to get him as many looks as they should against linebackers where he can just dominate. Um, And I'm not, I don't know. It just scares me a little bit. I may still get there, but again, not sure. The player that does sort of interest me a little bit down the board um, is Alberto. Um, His usage, despite, you know, not scoring that many points was really promising in week one. Um, obviously it did look really shaky early, um, where that Be- Andrew Beck, um, obviously had the two passes caught, um, in the first drive, looked a bit shaky for Alberto, but he still had six targets, caught five of them, was running routes on the majority of Russell Wilson dropbacks. And I think he's good enough and explosive enough to, you know, make a big play, potentially get in the end zone. And that's really all you need at tight end, especially if you're going to pay somewhere in the 3,000s. Um, yeah, otherwise, that's sort of it. Uh, if you want to pay up for Mark Andrews, I don't hate it. He's probably underpriced compared to where you get guys like Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is probably underpriced, um, whether or not you can fit him in your lineup with... Um, other good plays around him is the issue. Uh, and finally, at defense, I think defense is the most simplest spot of DraftKings I've seen since I started playing. Um, and it's the Bengals uh, at 2,200 um, against 
Cooper Rush. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine myself not playing the Bengals. I can't imagine anyone not playing the Bengals. Um, yeah, most obvious spot I've seen in a long time. Dallas have problems on the offensive line. Um, and now without that Prescott, they're going to struggle in the passing game as well. So, um, yeah, that, though, that'll be the player pool I'll be using this week. Um, obviously, I don't know, use 100% on T Higgins, whether he will be able to play. Um, that may change things, may not. But, um, yeah, at this stage of the game, um, that is the team, or that is, you know, the player pool I will be rocking with um, at this stage. And hopefully we can find the right combination a bit better than we did in week one. Moving on to the bets. Um yeah, I didn't really like the board in week one, um, as mentioned. I think the week two board is much more friendly and I, you know, sort of see what what these teams are a little bit more than we did in week one. Um, first bet I will be making um, is Carolina, plus two on the road against the New York football giants. Um, as mentioned in the offseason, I don't think Tennessee are very good. Um, so seeing the Giants being able to take advantage of that week one matchup doesn't surprise me. Um, and I think they're getting res- more respect than they probably should um, in this game. I think Carolina, I think the Browns are a much better team top to bottom than the Giants. Um, and yeah, I think getting points... Uh, even though it's on the road, um, is fine in this spot. I'm happy to get there on Carolina. Obviously, not in love with Baker, but um, obviously, <laughs> I don't think anyone's in love with Daniel Jones either. Um, could be a really messy sort of game. Happy to take the points in what I see is a coin flip. And I think Carolina just have, have just a good a roster as the Giants. So happy to happy to bet. Carolina this week plus two is the best number I can see. Um, I believe it's the same on DraftKings or roughly the same. Plus two is is on the tab app if you are listening um, in Australia. Shout out Australia. Um, moving on. Cool. I'm happy to pick on the Jets again with Joe Flacco. I just think Joe Flacco sucks. Um as mentioned, happy to play Nick Chubb in DraftKings. Happy to bet the Browns minus six and a half. As long as this stays under a touchdown, I love it. I don't think the Jets can score. Um, I don't think Cleveland, you know, can score that many points either. But um, I think they take a lead early. I think um, Nick Chubb is able to maintain that lead. And I think this defense and Miles Garrett um, will give Joe Flacco so many problems. Um, I think the Cleveland defense is much better than the Baltimore defense. Um, and we saw what that defense was able to do to the Jets last week. Um, obviously, the Jets have to travel to Cleveland. Cleveland's home opener. That crowd will be fired up, ready to go. We love the Brown Dogs. Um, the Dog Pound. And they are going to beat the Jets by more than a touchdown. Book it in. Um I think that will probably there are obviously in the latest later games, you have these um you know games with the large spreads, um, and I'm I don't 
I, I kind of I think the favourites will all win the games, but I'm not sure you're getting much of a discount um, in line value after week one. Um, obviously, the Rams looked horrible in week one. Lack of playmakers on offense aside for Cooper Cup. And you still have to lay 10 against an Atlanta team that did show some life. Um, likewise, Seattle... Uh, San Francisco laying eight and a half against Seattle. Um, you know, Trey Lance didn't look great as a real life quarterback. Um, not sure I want to be laying more than a touchdown despite Seattle, you know, being bad and San Francisco theoretically being a much better team top to bottom. Um, and Dallas um, playing at home against Cincinnati. Um, again, laying more than a touchdown, maybe, you know, with the backup quarterback, Dallas can show some life um, in the first game with Cooper Rush. Laying over a touchdown, it gets a little bit scary. Um, same with Denver. I actually looked before the Monday night game what the Denver versus Houston line was, just in case, um, you know, we could get a bit of line value early. And this game's only moved a half point um, from the... Um, Monday night game where Denver didn't look great. Um, the coaching staff was bad. Um, and the defense wasn't as good as what I think people are expecting. And maybe Davis Mills can, you know, put up enough points to keep this within 10. So that's another game that, you know, just scares me a little bit. Um, despite me, you know, I think all those teams will win. Um, I don't know if I want to be laying, you know, double-digit points in places um, and or more than a touchdown in all of them. Um, if there was one game where I would be happy to lay a large number, it is Green Bay. Um, I think we saw this last year in week one with Aaron Rodgers. He does bounce back and he always does bounce back. Um, I don't like the Packers. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, he just always seems to beat down on the Bears. Um as he said, he's owned, he owns them. He's always owned them all his life. He's owned them. Um, so, yeah, I think he does get there. Uh, he can beat the Bears by double digits um, and can get there on the nine and a half. Um, I don't like it, but I think that is what will happen. So um, my three picks for the week, um, I like Carolina uh, plus two. I like Cleveland, minus six and a half. Um, and if I had to lay a big number, it is Green Bay, minus nine and a half. That'll do us um, for week two of the DraftKings and best bets look for week two. Um, good luck on all wages you'll be making. Hopefully, um, we can go three for three on those selections. Um, hopefully you have a win in your fantasy liner. Um, stay tuned to the other episodes of the FB Addicts. Um, Frank started his series of the week review um, on a Sunday night, America time, Monday afternoon, Australia time for the recaps of the games. Um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. Um, obviously, Frank, you know, maybe cops a bit of um, bit of shtick from us, but I really liked the way he ran through it. 
um, thought it was informative. It was fast paced enough where where it wasn't dragging out, um, but still like in depth enough that you could get a grasp of each game. So um, look out for that episode throughout the week. Um, and yeah, check out uh, Andrew and Burjo's um, college pod. Um, the NCAA crew do a great job. Um, you can hear about um, Burjo's uh, big game, uh, big second game. Obviously had the rough one in week one, but boy, did he bounce back. Shout out Burjo, uh, special teams player of the week for the Weber State. What are they? The I don't know what they are, but Weber State. I think they were Wildcats actually got there in the end. Um, but yeah, um, check out what the guys are doing. Um, once again, at the Fantasy Addicts on Instagram and at the FB Addicts on Twitter. Um, yeah, best of luck for the bets and your teams in week two. Um, yeah, hopefully we can all be winners. Thank you for listening. <laughs>